0: What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 350. Jesus Christ, there's way too many of these of the Smart Count Moment Smack Talk podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango. Joining me, as always, Robert D. Felice. Wow,
1: 350.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, also on the panel, Owen Wilson. This is the hot tags of the week, everybody, if you don't know what that is. It's basically our breakdown of some of the news and the rumors and the current events and the gossip and the bullshit and the scuttlebutt and everything else that went down over the past couple of days in the world of professional wrestling and some different tangential uh, type of topics. And let's just dive right into this with, uh, fortunately, we have two things of injuries to report on. Uh, One of them is that Jason Jordan's injury might be worse than he had originally thought. And he is not doing all that well. May not come back for a long, long time. If ever. That kind of sucks.
1: Well, I, you were actually the one that broke this news to me. I didn't know. That is terrible. It's never good to hear that a guy is not going to make a return. Or possibly not going to make a return. But can't say they were doing the greatest of things with him. So hopefully, if he comes back, they just reform American Alpha. That's
0: the best thing for him. And there had been uh, reports early on with his injury that he could have just potentially been out for a couple of weeks and maybe even made WrestleMania. Well, it's been months. And if he still isn't in the mix, then that does go to show that that injury might be pretty bad. And if it's a neck injury that's pretty bad, that's the type of stuff that sometimes they go, look, we really don't want you to wrestle anymore. So I hope we don't get some kind of news like that. But if he does get to the point where he's able to come back, slot him in with Jason Jordan, or with Chad Cable and redo American Alpha. That is the easiest, best way that they can possibly do anything with him. So, hopefully speedy recovery. Same thing when it comes to Maria Canellas. She has broken her wrist on her attempts to get back into the ring, get prepared a little bit for the Evolution event, but she is apparently supposed to be able to come back by Evolution. She's, I think, like four or... Six weeks or so is the timetable, and that'll put her to where she's able to actually do something. So maybe if they, she'll
1: be in Battle Royal. Yeah,
0: I'm assuming something like that because she won't have enough time to like set up a feud, and they won't really want to, you know.
1: Well, what brand is Mike on?
0: He's on Raw. Well, I guess technically he's kind of on main event because he never pops up on Raw. uh,
1: Well, never mind because I was gonna say. Her versus Zelina wouldn't be bad if they did the whole mixed tag thing, but I guess not.
0: Well, it is a cross-branded pay-per-view, but they can't do mixed tag because none of the guys are going to be on it.
1: Man, sorry.
0: Yep. So, maybe uh, maybe she gets something more, but I'm assuming that they're going to have some kind of multi-woman match just to get everybody else on the card that isn't. Because you got to figure, they've only got four hours maximum for the most part. And I'm assuming it's going to be a three-hour show, Uh, because why would it be any different from, like, Backlash or something, you know?
1: Well, no, the pay-per-views are four hours now, Tony. Don't think that they're not going to give the women four hours.
0: Well, four hours are for the normal shows, like the the big four-type shows, and then a two-hour pre-show.
1: No, remember, they moved every show to four hours.
0: Really? It is?
1: Yeah. Starting with Money in the Bank.
0: Well, they've got... NXT Women's Title, NXT UK Women's Title, Raw Women's Title, SmackDown Women's Title, May Young Classic Finals. That's Which already we know those, by the way. Yeah, are now we that uh, the spoilers of that we'll we'll talk about spoilers a little bit. Um not spoilers, spoilers, but you you guys will see. Uh but speaking about the women, uh one woman at WWE did something for the first time ever, I think, tonight. Uh, Renee Young was the third person on commentary. And as far as I can remember, no woman has ever done commentary on Monday Night Raw for more than just like a segment or two. And she was great.
1: I loved it. She is the first woman to call the full three hour show, or just the full show, period. And I loved it. I think that she's great. I think she works well with Cole and Graves, especially Graves. And she could easily replace Coachman.
0: If she wanted to, I'd be okay with it. I mean, I don't hate Coachman, but I think he's kind of better as, uh, like a broadcast analyst kind of, maybe even he could do the pre-shows. Like maybe that would be better, you know?
1: Yeah. Like he, he's trying to come across as like I did real sports so he could do the, you know, kickoff and that'll be the extent of his participation.
0: I remember when Renee Young pretty much first came in and proved herself a little bit. She had done NXT for a couple of episodes, and I was thinking to myself back then that it would be great to have a woman on commentary because it's a different voice. It's you know more towards the equality side of things that should have happened a long-ass time ago. Well, well, let's
1: be real as to why it didn't. They never had anyone this trained in, you know, vocal work.
0: Yeah. And they couldn't she's just so like slot anybody in there.
1: And she's great.
0: Yeah, you couldn't take say I don't know, Kayla Braxton and put her in that spot or the Sarah Schreiber. Long, 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 long list of NXT women's uh backstage interview people that came out over that that span of like a 3-year period where it was like Lena Yada and Jamie Keys and uh, pretty much anybody that wasn't able to wrestle, they tried to make them broadcast people. And it was like, just because you're in the company doesn't mean that there's necessarily a role for you. You know, Renee Young's different. all of those women found out. Yeah, eventually they got released. Renee Young's been sticking around and getting better and better and better. And I hope that this is good enough uh, for them to be like, you know what? Let's think about giving her that spot permanently.
1: She could even work her way up into
0: Cole's spot, I think. Maybe. Depends on what she would want to do. Because she might not be interested in doing that, too.
1: Well, since we're talking Renee, let's talk about Dean Ambrose returned.
0: Yeah, he made his return. He looks weird.
1: He looks not so great with the haircut, but he's clearly been working out because he's got a lot of muscle mass on him.
0: Uh, The haircut's throwing me off.
1: The haircut's really bad.
0: (laughs) I don't like it, no. He looks a little more unhinged and that's good, but at the same time, maybe he kind of took a little bit of notes from Baron Corbin because it didn't look like Dean Ambrose had, you know, the fullest head of hair. You know what it struck me as? When Austin first came in to
1: WBF and he went from having the long blonde hair to kind of having the shaved head because he said he saw a Bruce Willis movie, it looked like that. Ambrose is trying to
0: be. is finally saw Die Hard, and he was uh, just kind of like, "Wait a minute!" Okay. Actually, no, he has hair in Die Hard, doesn't he? Doesn't uh, uh, Bruce yeah. Willis have hair? He so get okay, so he just saw Pulp Fiction, and <laughs> there you go. And uh, next week he's going to come out. and He's going to be talking about in the fifth, my ass goes down, and wanting and to Renee- uh, bitch at Renee for um, for getting the watch. and
1: and Renee Young will have a black wig on she'll be Uma
0: Uma Thurman he's clearly going to start feuding with Zed right yes until Zed dies and then you know buried alive match (laughs) Zed's dead baby
1: (laughs) buried alive match directed by Quentin Tarantino I'd
0: watch that shit why not (laughs) and now I really want to watch Pulp Fiction so (laughs) another thing to talk about for Monday Night Raw we knew what was going to happen on Monday Night Raw before it happened because somebody leaked the script
1: Holy shit. And they got this. I said that to you midway through
0: the first segment, the first match, right? Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm watching thinking they're this is bullshit. They're not going to nail everything. They nailed everything down to the props that were used and the things that were done and said.
0: Yeah. The whole Holy like Lesnar attacking Roman Reigns after Heyman sprays stuff in his eyes. They did the whole like, Kurt Angle comes out and adds Braun Strowman to the match where it's Finn Balor. It was to a T. So whoever leaked that, like they, they had the real script. I don't
1: even understand why you wouldn't just change something on the fly just to be like, yeah. hey, look,
0: you're wrong. Yeah, like booking, like, say, Bailey against Ruby Riott instead of Sasha Banks.
1: Just one thing. So you could have said, oh, it was just speculation just gossip and hearsay rumor and innuendo you can't do it because they literally nailed every spot
0: yep which was great because that meant i didn't have to pay as much attention to my night roll tonight and i just was like okay nothing really big is gonna happen except for dean ambrose is gonna pop up at the end
1: yeah it was total background background noise
0: yep which is awesome so they should do this every week <laughs> it would be a lot easier <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Let's talk about spoilers in this regard. Um, The Mae Young Classic had their set of tapings on uh, Wednesday and Thursday, or Thursday and Friday, whatever the case may be.
1: It was Wednesday and Thursday, I believe.
0: And we know, of course, by now, because we've read the spoilers and stuff, who is in the finals. Now, we're not going to tell you who's in the finals. You can, If you want to know the information, go on com, the little sidebar, or you know, the homepage, whatever, you can find out the information by going on the results page for the Mae Young Classic. However, the idea of the spoilers in general, WWE was apparently going around telling people that they can't tweet what was happening because they didn't want spoilers to come out. Well, here's a novel idea. Don't do tapings a fucking month ahead of time if you don't want the spoilers. Right? Yeah.
1: That's that's asinine. Like, you have to know in 2018, things are going to leak. Mm-hmm. That's, in fact, when they decided to broadcast All In, one of the things that they said was, we know that things are going to get out there anyway. We might as well have a legitimate copy.
0: Yeah. Give people the resource to be able to watch it live. That way, those people will want to watch it live. If you can make some money off of it, or you can get some extra viewers that way, I would have watched the Mayhem Classic on a two-night thing like that, two-night tournament, watch it for however many hours that they had taped it, or just pay for one extra night, because they were filming it in full sale. They already have access to it. It's not like they were like, you know, they rented out an arena and they didn't have any more time. They could have only recorded it for a couple hours or so. They could do three sets of taping kind of things or something. And it's so far in advance too. It's not even like a
1: fan of how they get released.
0: Well, they haven't. Content they haven't specified that yet, have they?
1: They haven't, but I'm assuming it'll be the exact same. Actually, they did say Bracketology was coming at the end of the month, and then it would begin
0: beginning of September,
1: right after I think they said either Raw or NXT.
0: So if they start airing it you know, say September like, I don't know, like 4th or whatever it might be. Yeah. It's September 5th is when they're going to start airing it. They can air a one hour special uh, special and get it all done by the time October 24th goes along. Cause that's a two month period. If you do a little bit at a time, instead of doing like, well, we're going to put four episodes out and then we're going to wait four weeks and then put another four episodes. That's not going to work. And it would have been a whole lot better if they could have just done it live, and people would have paid attention to it. Or well, if people don't pay attention a to it,
1: smarter. It's lead it, the lead in now is NXT, whereas the lead in before was hey, go over to the network after Raw. Yeah, I and that's the way too hard. Of NXT will get a lot more people watching because I watch NXT live.
0: Yeah, so, so do I.
1: You know, I'm bound to just go. Hey, I'll. Leave it on and watch the Mayon Classic,
0: especially if it's one hour, because then you have one hour of NXT, one hour of the Mayon Classic, instead of three hours of Raw and then an hour of Mayon Classic thing.
1: Well, we saw the the not the bracketology, but what was what they call it the parade the of champions? parade of
0: champions, which is like if they're all champions, why are they having a tournament? Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, what did you think about the brief? Clips that we heard of Michael Cole, Beth Phoenix, and Renee Young.
0: Wasn't even paying attention.
1: Well, I was going to compliment them, but you and and said that. But I think they're better than JR and Lita. And that's not a knock on JR, even though I know that's a popular thing to do now for some reason. But I think Beth Phoenix is pretty good at the commentary game. I already said how great I think Renee is. And Michael Cole, in non-RAW situations, is really good.
0: I've liked Cole for a long, long time now. I am a little bit annoyed that maybe they didn't think ahead about like getting Marvin Ranallo to do it. Because I think he kind of brings a little extra enthusiasm to the, the part. But hey, Michael Cole, totally cool with it. I think
1: he had a prior engagement because I believe he was slated to do the
0: a commentary. At least it wasn't Corey Graves and, like, Beth Phoenix and Lita. That would have been, like, oof.
1: Graves is good, and uh, real quick, he said a funny line tonight. Bobby Lashley was in the ring with some jobber named Ricky Roberts, who was dressed up like some country singer. And Graves goes, somebody call his family, and that shouldn't be too hard because his father and his uncle are are the same person. (laughs) And I just lost it.
0: I liked when he said, "Why is Alicia Fox dressed up as Kale?" And then uh, that was kind of funny.
1: So he's good in in spurts. Yeah, but
0: he's just—it's a little bit too much of him sometimes.
1: That's no. because he calls seven-hour shows <laughs> straight.
0: He does three hours of Raw, then he does two hours of SmackDown, and then he does a pay-per-view, and then it's just kind of like, all right, well. I got my fix of Corey Graves, but then tomorrow night on Monday night raw, we're starting another three hours and whatever. Um, yeah. So WWE trying to stop these whole people tweeting and stuff. I think that that's ridiculous because as I mentioned before, if you don't want people to tweet out the spoilers and stuff, then don't set up yourself for the potential of spoilers. It's not the same as the way that it used to be. Like, if you really, really want people to not necessarily put that out there, game shows like uh, Jeopardy and stuff, they make people sign non-disclosure agreements. You can't really do it for WWE shows, but at the same time, if you really, really care that much, that's how you do it. Or like, even like Tonight Show, I think, does that. But it's dumb. It's like, it's the Mae Young Classic spoilers. If anybody's really interested in watching it, they're going to watch it. Like, I'm going to watch every episode of this thing, because it's my job. Even if I didn't really care, I would do it. But as a wrestling fan, I'm interested to see these people that I don't know. And shit, I'm interested in seeing what happens with Tegan Knox because Tegan Nox, another injury to report, she fucked up her knee. She broke she, her leg or something like that. She was
1: reportedly supposed to head to the finals, right?
0: Seems like it, yeah. I am very curious if she would have either been in the finals and potentially won, or if she was the person that they were going to go with for the NXT UK title. Cause she is from Wales or something.
1: Well, Cole shouted her out in the parade of champions as his pick to win the whole thing. So I think they had high hopes for her.
0: Yeah. And you can't even compare her to last year's tournament and say, well, like Mercedes Martinez, if she didn't make it to the finals then it's the type of thing where you're like, oh, well, you know, she's just a returning person from last year and just to give her another spot. Or uh, Rachel, uh, 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 what's her name? Rachel Evers, that's what it is. You know, the UK tournament that they did this time around, they had a lot of people that were from the last time, like Jordan uh, Devlin. Finn Ballard dude. And when Devlin was in there, it was like, all right, probably Devlin's not going to make it to the finals. And he didn't. So that wasn't a shock. Tegan Knox didn't get a chance to do last year. So this was like the first time around. And with that being said, she's not in a good spot right now. So that really sucks for her because she just got back from a torn ACL.
1: That does suck. but And what's worse is they might write her off as injury prone. She may never get another shot. You know, it's one of those
0: slippery slopes. Hopefully she comes back relatively soon enough and they don't just say that's it. Oh, uh, we have legal stuff to talk about. Colt Cabana is suing CM Punk. <laughs>
1: this this hurts me and I like we have totally opposite opinions of CM Punk, but man, this sucks because
0: you a little bit more on my side now.
1: <laughs> like they they they're supposed to be bros. And apparently, Punk had promised to cover Cabana and his legal fees for the lawsuit they were in with Doctor Amon, and and is suing Punk because maybe Punk is reneging on that, or maybe it's he's putting the lawsuit out there just to hold everyone accountable. I can't imagine this going to court. You know, they just got out of a big trial. I'm sure Punk is going to do the right thing. He better do the right thing. I hope he does the right
0: right thing. (laughs) I don't know. The fact that this is another thing working against CM Punk is like you're even screwing over your friend. It's really hard to get on his side for a lot of things lately. Yeah. So... Pay attention. We might have another whole legal thing going on, another trial or something, but I don't think it's going to go that far. I I think that it'll just be settled out of court. Who knows, though? No idea. And if you're talking about things that are uh, like potential legal problems, Randy Orton (laughs) has been in the news. He (laughs) might be kind of fucked with his company uh, if they really want to make it a big deal. If they just want to sweep it under the rug, then Maybe this isn't going to be a whole big thing, but now old backstage habits that he had had are coming to light. And apparently one of the things that he used to be a real big fan of was whipping his dick out and then telling people to shake his hand after he grabs it and kind of like introducing himself that way.
1: Hold on, I'm going to stop you right there. Is Caroline in the room? Yep. This is why you don't vote. For Randy Orton, he is a <laughs> he is a uh, uh, just a rotten human being. <laughs> but in in all seriousness, this was on Court Bauer's MLW Radio podcast, and Bauer was a former writer. And I completely believe that 2004, 5, 6, 7, Randy Orton would have done these things, and it probably would have been encouraged by the Big Show, and. A whole lot of other legends. I I don't know that the big show is like that. That's just the first name that came to mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was uh, kind of curious why he popped up. Uh, well.
1: It's just, like, that's... It's the worst thing to say, I know. But that's the way the wrestling business was. Like, you hear these weird freak show horror stories all the time.
0: Too much. You know? And it just... Now, I'm part of the mentality that I think that's shitty of him to do, of course, but it also was previous Randy Orton. And sometimes I think that people obviously can change and that they shouldn't be always punished for things that they used to do. I think at some point he probably was punished in the past, and that's one of the reasons why he stopped. And if that's the case, he already got punished for it. You know? My opinion, they put out
1: a statement, a very light statement that just says we're looking into the matter.
0: I don't think this goes anywhere. It probably won't because Because he is Randy Orton. It's not like it's
1: and it's not like it was a it was a hidden thing. That's like saying. And with all the things that have come out, I'm surprised no one's tried to say Ric Flair being sued for sexual harassment. Yeah. I'd be like, well, well, yeah. (laughs) And, And like, you know, what kind of person Randy Orton? Is or was. And it was a different climate then. And yes guys. It's a shitty answer. But sometimes that's
0: just the unfortunate way that it is. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the. The James Gunn situation. It's like. No matter where you're coming from. There are some arguments for every side. And. Nobody's going to be happy. No matter what kind of a thing. And it's like everybody can acknowledge that. That's like yeah. The best thing is. To not be in this kind of situation. (laughs) So we'll have to see if something happens, if he actually is in hot water. But I wouldn't be too shocked if he gets away with this just being perfectly fine. But he probably did get some kind of like sensitivity training or something like that in the past. And that's maybe why he doesn't do it anymore. And if that's the case, they already addressed it, you know. Can't just hold people and say nobody can ever change ever for anything and then, you know, by that rationale, it's like, well, remember when you were four and you hit your, uh, your brother? Uh, well, that means that you are, you should be charged for assault and battery. You know what I mean? Like some things, <laughs> some things are kind of like, all right, you, there's a statute of limitations and stuff. Um, ah, we have the table for three for, uh, Xavier Woods, Zach Ryder and Matt Hardy. This one was <laughs> called gone viral. Would you Not
1: think
0: bad. of it? Not bad, but I think it would have been better if they could have actually dived into more of the conversation. Again, another table for three that maybe should have been like an hour long instead of a half an hour.
1: So, if anyone at WWE is listening, just put up the full conversation. It's okay.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you have the space on your network, <laughs> and by the by doing that, you don't have to pay somebody to edit it as much.
1: Just a and- thought. I, I really like this one because Zack Ryder was a really big favorite of mine when he was doing the whole Long Island IC thing. And I thought it was a damn shame that he got over using social media. And he even says it on the show when he went to the idea, went with someone to the idea of the Internet Championship, they said oh, well, you're just a mark for yourself. And I'm willing to bet as much as I like the guy, that was probably Hunter. You know? Maybe. And I just, I think that Ryder should have been a bigger deal. He should have. And it's cool to see that that kind of trickled down to up, up, down, down. And Woods said several times, you know, I was able to avoid the pitfalls because you warned me, you know, and as soon as we hit a million subscribers, people were like, hey, why don't you do this? And it's like, no, no, go away. This is my thing. And I like that people have that freedom now. Um, Matt Hardy has always been big on the Internet, so I thought that he was a perfect guy for this. But I paid current day Matt Hardy
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was the like the bore of the bunch but the, the most entertaining thing that he did did you notice that he had five drinks yeah what the hell's going on with that he had two things of tea a thing of water and then whatever that red thing was what was that uh, I was assuming it was like like fruit punch or like uh, some kind of like iced tea or something like that maybe like it was it looked red whatever it was I'm very curious if anybody knows leave a comment <laughs> I was, like, watching that, and I'm just like, oh, crap, he's got three drinks on there. And then the person comes, and the waitress or whatever drops off another thing of tea, and then I'm like, he's got his fourth thing, and then they pops up with another one. I'm just like, Jesus, Matt, you're just like, down in these drinks. Well, he's Matt Harty. Huh? Eh. Uh, eh. Uh. <laughs> uh, my second favorite part of the whole thing, outside of me just being curious about what the hell was going on with the drinks, was uh, Zack Ryder saying that they told him the one time they were like, we're we not interested in having you do this episode. We want you to do another one. Well, that was funny. And it has to be three minutes long. And then all he said was, hey, they rejected my episode. And then it was two minutes of silence and stuff. That is fucking <laughs> and they didn't great. not put
1: that on there either.
0: That's so good. I am like, that makes me want Zack Ryder to get another belt. Just for that.
1: Yeah. Like, Ryder, the whole Long Island I-Z thing, it, it's ironic because it kind of goes into what Ziggler said. On an, on an in-ring promo tonight, where people got a little bored and they turned on him so quickly. He stopped being the flavor of the month and they just let him die. And that's kind of the bad thing about letting the audience dictate, you know, where you're going.
0: Yeah, but that's also kind of on them. If they can't keep the audience's attention, then it's the same as any other kind of like TV show or something. I stopped watching certain TV shows because they just kind of suck after a while. And if a TV show is great, then you don't end up like The Simpsons. Simpsons was <laughs> 10 amazing seasons. A couple of ones afterward that it was like, okay, I'm going to keep watching even though it's not really all that great. By the time you got to like season 19 or something like that, it was just kind of like, I can't do this anymore. And I just stopped. I haven't seen, I don't know how many episodes of this, uh, The Simpsons by now. Same thing with Family Guy. South Park, on the other hand, still amazing. Still watch every single episode. So uh, if
1: you had to compare those three to South Park, The Simpsons, and Family Guy, who's who?
0: Xavier Woods is South Park because he keeps trying different things and it still is good. Zach Ryder is The Simpsons. He had a quick run that was really, really, really great, but the longevity isn't there. And Matt Hardy is Family Guy, where the briefest moment, it was like, this is amazing. And then afterward, it was like, I get it, and it's fucking annoying. Like that, uh, that like, ah, ah. <laughs> that thing was amazing the first time that they did it. The next 10 times that they referenced it, I was just like, oh, fuck you. I'm just going to hit the fast-forward button. Or the Conway twitty thing. Yeah. That, that just guy, annoyed that me. I got
1: out of control.
0: Yeah. So that's Matt Hardy. He's just like, all right, I get it. You're broken. You go, yes. And that's about it. Wow. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> one more thing we got to talk about here. Oh, uh, so we both go with um, to check out the table for three, right? Definitely. Yeah. Thumbs up. Go ahead and see it finally, uh, we have to talk about the big thing here, and this is unfortunately a negative one to end up on, but hey, you know, it's the biggest story, so that we should save it for last. Jim the Anvil Nightheart has passed away at the age of 63, and what was your first reaction the same as mine, where you just assumed that it was like a heart attack or something?
1: You know, I... Okay, so I had been... I do the WrestleZone stuff, and I, was, I go on oh. Melter's Twitter a lot, and I had seen that one of the big storylines for Total Divas this season is going to be Jim struggling with Alzheimer's. So my mindset was, oh, uh, maybe it was worse of a battle than they let on. Apparently, he fell, yep. hit his head, and like broke out in convulsions and seizures. And by the time the paramedics got there, he was pronounced dead on the scene.
0: Which kind of implies some kind of, like, bleeding on the brain or, like, hemorrhaging or something. But it's also sort of, well, why did he fall? Did he fall because of just, like, you know, trip and fall? Or did he fall because his heart went out or he had, like, a stroke or something, you know? I'm assuming we'll get more information over the next couple of days at some point. But way. it's still kind of, uh, I mean, obviously, no matter what, it's a bad way to go because you, you don't want to go at 63 and there's yeah, young dude, it is, but even weirder is it's like, man, now none of the Hart Foundation can do anything with like the Hall of Fame. I had said before, I thought that they could do British Bulldog, Owen Hart, Brian Pillman, <laughs> and Jim Neidhart, and he could do the induction, uh, you know, get inducted by Brett and Natty, but now you can't even do that. Now, everybody that was in that stable. Is gone except for Brett. I'm. I'm sending you a picture right now. It's. It's
1: the saddest thing. If you. If you don't like have some sort of emotional reaction to this, you have no soul. Like. Uh, it. I saw this when I was covering the news, and it just totally broke me. Hold
0: on, one second. Uh, it's a shame that like. Obviously, no matter what, uh, when somebody passes away, everybody who is Check family out. or friends or... Oh, yeah. That is pretty bad.
1: Yeah, and uh, for, for context for you, anybody, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, it's a picture of the Hart Foundation, and they're all raising Bret Hart's hand. And the other four members are grayed out, and Bret's the only one in color, symbolizing that Bret is the only one who's still with us. And that choked me up when I saw that picture today. I was like, God. And by the way, Ronda Rousey starting Raw, like that got me a little emotional as well.
0: I thought that was strange. I don't know if that was really a good idea or not. Yeah. It kind of felt to me like they were using that to get her over a little bit or something.
1: Oh, it's weird because she didn't make a statement and I was waiting for it because I was waiting for... um. You know, they're friends. But, man, that got me all choked up. And he's one of the few guys that they've actually done a video package for. Recent years, they had a nice little video package. And this is just the worst. Like, I had said to you guys, I think we were doing Play the Game. And I you went, who's your favorite tag team? And I said, my my mind went to the Heart Foundation. And, like, God damn
0: no I'll not you know I won't like uh make it more grandiose than what it should be Jim the Anvil Neidhart was never my favorite or anything like that so I don't have like you know these super amazing moments of like oh, I remember watching him when I was a kid like that kind of thing and it's this hits me real hard or something like that I always liked Bret Hart better and when Nightheart wasn't around I didn't necessarily 100% like miss him and all that but I did like the Hart Foundation and it's like Obviously, I had nothing against the guy because I never met him and never did anything against me or anything like that. So it's always a negative thing. Of course, you never want to hear that anybody passes away. And a, it, a default like is if... always like our condolences go out to everybody in the family and friends and stuff like that. But it's still depressing just that like another person from that era is gone. It's,
1: And I don't know why this comparison doesn't get made as much as the one I'm, I'm about to make. But if Marty Jannetty died, uh, we all know Shawn Michaels was the bigger star, but it would still suck because it's just like, God damn, another guy is gone. And these are getting really close to, you know, people that we actually watched full time growing up. Mm -hmm. And that's the scary thing of it.
0: Yeah. 63, like you were saying, 63 is young.
1: 63 is pretty young and it's just a damn shame and they mentioned this match a couple times on raw tonight and i had mentioned it earlier i did the russell's own daily chat i mentioned this match the one match i would suggest everybody go out and watch summerslam 1990 the hard foundation versus demolition two out of three falls the hard foundations get the titles back and that's probably the best Heart foundation
0: match i can suggest to you hmm. so r.i.p jim the anvil nightheart uh might have an effect on what happens at SummerSlam because maybe natalia takes some time off or something yeah that's what i thought but we'll see um
1: what i i know we said that, that was the last thing but uh speaking of death the brian christopher situation Oh, that's
0: uh, that's coming off a little bit weirder now. That seems like there's actually going to be potentially an investigation. Maybe he didn't hang himself. Yeah. Which is
1: sad and also bittersweet because it might be nice to know that he wasn't so at the end of his rope that he committed suicide.
0: Yeah. Then at the same time that it's like, oh, that sucks that. Oh, fuck. He that got was murdered. covered up. And yeah, like that kind of thing. So that's another story that maybe in the future we have some more information about that. Right now it's kind of just like uh like a curiosity more than anything else. Um but who knows? I don't know. Maybe hot tags next week. Not trying to like, you know, oh stay tuned to next week. Like it's not it's a horrible thing to kind of sound like. But uh um, like
1: well, let's be real, the hot tags next week may be just shrouded in SummerSlam. Shit and all in shit because it's getting real close to that stuff.
0: Might be. And they might do some post SummerSlam crazy stuff while on Monday Night Raw or something like that. But before we even get into the hot tags for next week, of course, we're going to go through all the pay per view stuff for this week. And that means that you guys should be staying tuned because we've got NXT TakeOver, Brooklyn 4, and then SummerSlam 2018. We're going to be doing our predictions for that on Thursday. So My on, birthday. Uh, you know, then like Thursday night or so is when those videos will be up. Then, of course, the post shows are going to be up on the Saturday night and Sunday night following those pay-per-views. Remember, everybody, by the way, NXT starts earlier now. The pre-show is going to be at 6 o'clock, not 7.30. And the show is going to be at 7, not 8. So just to let everybody know about that, because I had completely forgot about that until the other day.
1: And as always, SummerSlam will start at 5 p.m. Eastern yep. with the kickoff. And there will be three matches on that kickoff, so don't sleep on the kickoff.
0: Yeah, you got a um, uh, title on the line, you got a mixed tag t- match.
1: You got two titles on the line and a mixed tag. So Two titles? If you want your... Yes, the Raw
0: Tag Team and the Cruiserweight. Oh, is that confirmed for that? That's confirmed. Ugh, it! they always move that to there. Uh, yeah, so those are the things that are going to be coming up next, everybody. And if you want to be aware of when those things go up, make sure that you hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel and ring that little bell for notifications. Also, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SmartOutMoment and subscribe to the RSS feed on SmartOutMoment.com. That way you'll be able to get information on any of the other posts as well, like the weekly articles and any other kind of like extraneous content that pops up there. Uh, you can also check out fanboysanonymous.com for anything else that I post up on the movie review type of website. And pretty much that's it for my side. You know, freelance articles and stuff you'll find all over the place and you can follow me all over. There's a million accounts and a million different things that you can do. Just start clicking around and you'll figure it out. You need to know any? is
1: at Tony Mango and Mango Tree and all that good stuff.
0: Yeah. If you click on the smart emblem and Twitter, you'll find all the other ones. <laughs> and
1: I am at DudeFelice on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on there. Chat with me. I'm on WrestleZone every day from noon to 4 p.m. doing the news. Sometimes, like today, I appear on the live chat on Facebook. So come interact with me there. Check out TimeKiller Apparel. Buy a t-shirt. Support me there so I can do more stuff like this and not have to worry about anything.
0: And that is it for me. And speaking on that regard, if you guys do have the spare change that you want to show some support on Smackout Moment and Fanboys and such, and you want to hit up that Patreon, you can do that. And remember, one of those tiers on there is that you can request different special features. So if you really, really want us to do, we haven't done like a belt or bury in a long time, or we haven't done, you know, a top rope list of your favorite uh, super heavyweights of all time or something like that. If you have some kind of a topic like that, you can suggest it if you donate to that kind of level that, you know, buck, five bucks, whatever you can spare. That's so what is the, what is the minimum to
1: get to that level?
0: Uh, I think that might be the $10 one off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So there you go. You get give us uh, give us $10 and we'll let you decide what we talk about. I think it's a $10 one.
0: I don't know for sure, but head on over there, check it out and see if there's anything that you got in mind. And if you also want to buy some like t-shirts or other kind of merchandise and stuff to get something more tangible like that, then there's the T public and the red bubble for both smart Cat moment and fanboys anonymous. Shout out to the person who bought 30 notebooks earlier today of the, I am marvelous thing. That was that's pretty awesome.
1: Gotta, that's gotta be for like, it's got to be like a, a classroom or something. Club or a club or a book club thing. That's got to be something weird. Yeah.
0: I was just like, that's the most that anybody's ordered in one shot. I love this person. This is great. <laughs> but uh, a lot of people have been buying stickers, too. Somebody like...
1: Yeah, because they're so cheap.
0: Yeah. Somebody keeps buying... or I, I don't know if it's the same person or different people, but a uh, little Infinity War reference, one in 14,605. People keep buying that one. But the... Stuff over there is stuff that you can check out. And another thing that you guys can do, of course, is like and share and favorite and stuff on YouTube. But while you're there, drop a comment below. Tell us what you think of all these hot tags and anything else you want to chime in on. We'll try to ch- uh, chime in back. And, and ring give you that damn bit of bell
1: for notifications like if you're Earl Hebner in Montreal
0: 97. Ring it like uh, one of those... People that's trying to get a match to end after people have already attacked somebody and it's just like, oh, you know, ding, 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 (laughs) ding, just uh, for those kind of people. It's always like, oh, wow. Okay. He's ringing the bell a lot. I must stop hitting that other person. (laughs) So weird. Anyway, thanks for listening to this, everybody. Thanks for your support for 350 episodes of this and more. And hopefully you'll we'll see you for the next 350. We will talk to you next time. Which will be like by next week <laughs> probably 20 different things. <laughs> this has been another <laughs> smart out moment, and we are being counted out.